Ciao, my fine feathered friends, and welcome back to Radio Vision. It's me, it's your favorite Batman-related host, John Swansong Parker, and sitting in the digital Bat Computer universe is uh, my favorite co-host in the Batman universe, Zach Rotella. Zach, what's going on? Uh, this episode will be narrated by Morgan Freeman because the first episode is all about Penguin. Penguin. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> March of the Penguins. Good plug. Good March plug, of the Penguins. Plug. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. penguins are so cold outside. <laughs> That's that was more like Cleveland Brown a little bit. I'm Penguin. Penguin. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. How's uh, it going, buddy? I'm glad to be back so soon. So glad soon. To be We're back, back in the saddle back in the saddle back on a, a more regular schedule right in time for the holidays when we take a bunch of breaks so that's yep. cool it's like when you come back from school over the summer and the first week is like thursday and friday and that's it and then you're like Whew, that was tough <laughs> which which break in school was it the hardest to come back from was it was it hardest coming back from summer break or winter break because i almost think it's harder coming back from winter break you like you know, the start of school season, it's like, oh, we're getting back in the swing of things. But then winter break, you had this like nice, big, thick break that you got to go home and do nothing and play video games. How long is winter break? Like a week? Well, it used to be a lot longer when we were kids. But now with this newfangled yeah. technology, they're, they're just keeping these kids back. It's like, they're in school all the time. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And then we were just talking about remote work earlier. When are they just going to start having kids log into school from their fucking couches? Probably never because it's not going to prepare them for the real world where they want you to come out to a building for some reason. So yeah, drive to the office, pay you know, yeah, pay for you know, risk your life in the winter. Drive to the office. It's Why cool. would you? Don't you want to come to a building with no windows and LED lights where you can't watch <laughs> Batman the animated series? I do have a window and I do watch Batman at my job, but that is not related <laughs> to the complaint. this episode. This episode is not endorsed by Paychecks or, or its <laughs> subsidiaries. No, 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 no. Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Uh, <laughs> no i don't know it's cool so I, for to answer your question it was always hard for me to come back from summer break i feel like because it's like three straight months especially when you're a kid and you don't have a summer job that's awesome you're just like what am i gonna do today i guess i'm gonna go throw a knife at a tree for like <laughs> 12 hours and then go go home and eat hot dogs i don't know Remember that? Yeah. Remember do you, what God, we could have a whole episode on just nostalgia, right? It's like remember the last like the last summer that you had no job and no and no prospects and you Don't just stop. No more free ads. This is a great pitch idea for this a show. Is a pitch idea. This is a great, a great <laughs> No more free idea. ads because we're selling this to everybody. <laughs> I d this like this could easily be a Netflix property for sure. Um yeah. but yes, I do remember that that summer and that was Man, that was, that was a that was a good one. I think sure. I was happier then. <laughs> Throwback, <laughs> y'all know that. <laughs> uh, y'all, the real. If you know, you know. The real you ones know, know. You know. The more you know. <laughs> All right. Remember when we remember when we did that for a hot minute? <laughs> yeah, I do. What the more I the more you know walks so stumbled the, the, stumbled. So the radio vision, <laughs> so radio vision could uh, hobble walk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it walks. I think we're doing pretty good. This is our I 18th would go episode better, of it. I would go better than walk. I think we're killing it. I think you're doing a great job hosting and take Thank it you. away. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, this is our 18th episode of Radio Vision. This is a spinoff of our main podcast, Radiovania, which is our nerdy public radio, where we just talk about all things pop culture, fantasy football, 
what's going on with us in terms of the things that we've seen and been up to all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff over there so if you want to check that out and more episodes of this if this is your first time tuning in you can find all those at radiovania.com you could also search youtube uh and then radiovania in the search bar on youtube and then if you have any questions you want to send us an email you want to ask us things check it out radiovania show at gmail.com we recently had a request from a friend of ours who was asking us about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and we spent an entire pod almost talking about it. So if you send it in, we will most likely talk about it unless it is not fit for air. So that being said, but I would encourage anybody out there. If you have something <laughs> that you feel is not fit for air, I want to see that. I want to yeah, read I that I want to see if we can push the envelope a little bit for sure. I'm waiting. I, it still hasn't happened yet. We've been doing this show for years, years so and years. Email you years. a dong. Yeah. No one's emailed me dong and no one's sent in a question that we couldn't read on the air. And we, we, I, we there's been nothing. I think maybe once I'm, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if there's ever been a time where we straight up had to censor ourselves because of something that we said. Like we looked back on it. And we were like, we should probably take that out. The closest was Cal Cal's cold open. But that I censored before. <laughs> that was great. That I said that I censored pretty quick, but I can't. Think that's of like a else. that's a quote that will live in my mind rent free for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you're uh, if you are deep in the social medias, kids, mm. check us out at Radiovania show on Instagram and threads as well as yeah. Radiovania on Twitter. And threads too. Please go follow us on threads. It's it's that the little social media that could Zuckerberg's just trying to trying to get that thing off the ground and running. I've been doing this fun little Marky thing. Marky Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Marky Mark. I've been doing this fun little thing. Every time a Radio Vision episode goes live, I'm publishing it and then putting it on social media, but with the title cards. So you get to see the title cards that we're reviewing that week. So it's a little fun little thing if you want to get a nice little preview. It also just looks real pretty on the timeline. It's like, oh, I saw the one. I liked it. It was beautiful. Yeah, it beautiful was, uh, art pieces. The The only problem about this last one was I couldn't find a high-res image of Almost Got Him online to save my fucking yeah, life. That would have been better. I was searching. I was like, where the fuck? I was I was like, I was about to just log into HBO and like take a screenshot. Screen grab. Yeah. 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 Well, if you're wondering what the hell Almost Got Him is, that's because it's an episode of Batman the Animated Series. And on yeah. Radio Vision, we are doing our rewatch of the entire run of Batman the Animated Series that began in 1992. Uh, we celebrated its 30th anniversary last year when we started this endeavor, and we are still cranking them out. So when will we finish? My guess, 2025, maybe 2026. We'll see. Um, but that being said, Radio Vision is kind of like our dedicated feed for for doing an in-review yes. that needs to be a little bit more in-depth than what we did for the DCEU in-review and FastCast, which is let's watch every episode of a television show and talk about it in length. Yep. John's holding off on watching fucking Twin Peaks because he knows I'm going to pump that shit down his throat in I mean, I'm, calendar I'm ready, years. But like those, <laughs> what are those, like 40 minutes? So we'd have to do like one or two a week. Oh, gosh. Um. Well, think about it. It's like we do three episodes of Batman each 21 minutes. So it's like about, yeah, two, yeah, four, like six. So it's about an hour. So I honestly think it would be like, but there's so many fewer episodes. There's only like, that's the thing. Right? There's like it's, 15 it's like, episodes. In wouldn't the you, season. if we did Twin Peaks the right way, wouldn't you just want to dedicate an episode per episode though? I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's Especially figured, when you get, so. when you start getting later on in the show and stuff, get, we'll talk about this later, but when stuff gets way more complicated in the show. That's yeah. where it's like we would have whole episodes that would be like really cool discussions on one specific episode. Um, so that's a that, but that's a topic for another day because we're not doing that show until I'm 30. 
34 at least. Yeah, I will be in my 30s by the time we get to that as well. But for the time being, we're just going to have fun watching cartoons and pretend that we're young. Um, And these cartoons, come on. They're so fucking good. This show is so much better than the bullshit that comes out these days, you know, but say lovey. Yeah, Bob the Builder, um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dude, Penguin versus Bob the Builder. I would watch that in a heartbeat. I think sure. that'd be sweet. Like celebrity death match. It's yeah, like, it's just Penguin like a cage match. That'd sure. be cool. I got uh, you so, for three minutes of playtime. <laughs> <laughs> we are watching these in the order that has been intended as kind of like the, the rewatch order. Um, this is the DVD order. This is if you buy it on Vudu, Amazon, if you check it out on the list of episodes on Wikipedia. This is what yes. the creators intended in terms of sequencing on things. It makes the most sense chronologically. So if you are watching this on Max, that is the only major streaming platform mm. that things do not line up with how we do it. So just make sure you listen carefully in a couple of minutes when I tell you what episodes we're going to talk about. And let me tell you. Every week, fi- finding the episodes I need to watch on HBO Max is like playing the Dude, world's hardest game of it. Where's Fucking Waldo. Just it's watching like on my Voodoo. I know, but every time I got to watch on your Voodoo, I got to sign out yeah, on my Voodoo yeah, and sign yeah, into your Voodoo. True. It's a Fagazi. It's a Vazuzu. It's a, it's a whoosh, 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 it's a Wazel. It's a Woozle. But um, I yeah, we don't say that. I think we've been getting in a better habit of saying that. But yeah, just so everyone out there is aware, if you've been going back through and listening to our Radio Vision episodes for Batman the Animated Series, we are doing the Wikipedia order, the wiki order. The wiki order. Wiki wiki Batman. Wiki Batman. (laughs) So Wikipedia, Batman the Animated Series, and click episodes. You can see the list of episodes there. That is the intended written order, I think is what the writers technically called it, like the written order of the show. And then there's the release order, which is what is on HBO. So unfortunately, you know, you got to kind of do a little bit of skipping around and it doesn't help that HBO Max, but Max now, Max, Max is is going to the dogs. (laughs) It's going straight to the dumpster and in 120 miles an hour. Until Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Or Last of Us Season 2 comes back and then we're like, whatever, just get it into me. They're filming that in January. Do you see that? This filming starts back up in January. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Um, Without further ado, uh, the episodes that we are talking about this week um, are as follows. Birds of a Feather, What is Reality, and I Am the Night. So go check those out and then uh, you know, pause this, go check those out, come back and listen to this. This is not a commentary. This is a in review, so we're not going to cover everything. Zach. Yes, sir. Re- ready to get this show on the road? I am absolutely ready. Okay, starting off with Birds of a Feather, written by Chuck Menville and Bryn Stevens, directed by our guy Frank Power. Yeah, title card watch. We got a uh, like a clownish looking guy at the opera, and it just like it looks like The Exorcist, doesn't it? With like the spotlight a little bit and the font. That's what I that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I can see it it if you 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 guys see what it is, or Zach will put it in the threads. Yeah, link, well, you'll see you can go check us out on Radiovania on uh, Twitter and Radiovania show on threads. But yeah, the, the, it looks like it's a little marionette looking guy with a knife, but there's a spotlight on him. Yeah. You know what I thought of? The first thing I thought of when I saw the title card was. Pinocchio. No, I thought of the episode of um, and this comes back in this episode, I'm pretty sure. But it, I thought of the episode of Looney Tunes where Bugs does the opera like mm-hmm. on stage is like Figaro, 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 Figaro. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought for sure. Can we uh, can we take a quick second? Frank Power. Yeah, 
maybe like uh do you know i have i have him off the top of my i have an article pulled up for frank power i want to i think it might be fun to talk about the other episodes that this person's directed before we so dive far. into yeah or Bring like other episodes that yeah stuff that we've watched so we definitely far mentioned him and and another guy in this episode dick seabast a couple yes. of different times um in addition to some of the big wigs like eric mm-hmm. rondomsky and boyd kirkland yeah frank power he's directed many an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Some of the ones that we've already discussed that he has directed, Be a Clown, mm-hmm. I've Got Batman in My Basement, uh, Mad as a Hatter, <laughs> The Underdwellers, The Strange Yikes. Secret of Bruce Wayne, Tiger, Tiger, uh, Shadow of the Bat Part 1 and Part 2. Have we done those yet or no? No, we haven't done The Shadow of the Bat yet? Nope. Um, and yeah, the other ones coming up are episodes that we have not done yet. But yeah, Tiger, Tiger, most... <laughs> Most recently, unfortunately, but... yeah, it sounds like Frank Power hasn't cracked into our A tier for the rankings. And Frank, if you're listening, that's no shot at you as a director or anything like that. That is the writing that you've been given. Yeah, I'm trying to think his highest episodes got to be be a clown, right? Be, be so high far. top of the B tier. Yeah, so far. So he's a he's not what we call the A team. <laughs> but, but you know what you, he's a household guy he's like uh peyton reed for marvel you know he's like i'll make three <laughs> ant-man movies sure i don't care <laughs> you want me to do what with kang <laughs> what oh man uh well i'm gonna go ahead and dive into our two minute plot synopsis here for this episode dive in the penguin is robbing a gotham elite's valuables Batman arrives to catch him and sends him back to prison, and Pangy is unable to get away. Cut to the future. Uh, I didn't see how long in the future was. Did you? Does it's it just say? Like a, it doesn't. It's undisclosed amount of time. I think but it's just Peng- like the. It's like future. <laughs> yeah. So Penguin's yeah. being released. He's done. He did his time to society, claiming that he uh, has learned his lesson. Uh, we get introduced or reintroduced, I can't remember, to a character that's going to come up in a couple episodes in the future. Uh, and that is Veronica Freeland. She's a Gotham socialite. She's kind of like Batman the Animated Series snobby Vicky Vale of sorts. So just use that as a frame of reference. Um, but she's discussing her boredom with her friend Pierce. He claims perhaps she should invite a known Gotham criminal and they land on the Penguin to invite to a party. I immediately thought of that movie... Uh, is it Cruel Intentions? You ever seen that movie with uh, oh god, Sarah Michelle Gellar? Oh god, um, a long time ago, I think. I gotta look this ago. up real quick because I the plot of this was like verbatim. Mm. Let me look. Well, while John's looking that up, I'll read a little bit of trivia fact: the Penguin, newly freed from p- prison, catches a bus. In the background of this scene sits a thin white girl with short black hair. This is Hopi, one of the main characters from the cult comic book Love and Rockets. The man who drew this scene as a storyboard, Ronnie Del Carmen, is a devoted fan of the comic and put her in as a shout out to fellow fans. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, this is definitely the movie that I was thinking of. So listen to this. Cruel Intentions. Uh, Annette, played by Reese Witherspoon, unwittingly becomes a pawn in Sebastian and Catherine's deliciously diabolical wager of sexual conquest while she writes an article in Seventeen magazine how she intends to stay pure until she marries her boyfriend. So take the virginity stuff out, and this is pretty much the same thing. It's just mm. rich people playing games, you know? Rich people playing 1999, games. 1999, starring Reese Witherspoon, Sharon Michelle Gellar, and Ryan Philippe. Check it yeah. out. Ryan Philippe. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, something else to know. Love me some SMG. She's great. (laughs) 
<laughs> Daphne. <laughs> Something else to note is um, another little trivia fact here. The opera, The Penguin and Vreeland Attend is Pagliacci, which is about the clownish figure who finds out he's being deceived. And the episode kind of mirrors that plot. Definitely. Um, yeah. The story of Pagliacci, the clown, the sad clown, he <laughs> murders his wife, Netta, and her lover, Silvio, on stage during a performance. So I don't Jesus. know if... I think the sad that? clown is what Michael was after his fantasy loss yesterday. <laughs> Send in the clown. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Penguin's out of prison is where we were at, and they're yeah. going to invite him to a party. Uh, Penguin arrives at his old hideout expecting a warm welcome and is only greeted by Batman. Batman warms him to keep his beak clean. Veronica then calls him and asks Penguin out for dinner the following evening. Veronica and Pierce laugh about their manipulation behind the scenes. At dinner, Oswald is not the ideal dinner date companion, but he is playing into Veronica's hands and aware of it. As they walk home after dinner, muggers attempt to rob them of their goods and Penguin fights off the muggers and saves Veronica. Batman arrives in time to fight off the rest of the goons and is about to blame Penguin for robbing Veronica, but she explains to him what's actually going on. And they walk off and Batman does not do anything, which is like probably the first time in this show that that's happened, I think. <laughs> usually you know, he's you know, having he, an off night. He's having a bad hair. Well, day. usually, you know, he's knocked them unconscious so they can't actually plead, you know, any type of, yeah, right. you know, um, counter argument against him. The next day, Bruce Wayne encounters Veronica and warns her about playing her game with the penguin. At Veronica's party, penguin is hamming it up. Bruce talks to Oswald one-on-one outside on the porch and learns that Oswald intends to propose to Veronica. Then, the Penguin overhears Pierce talking shit and attacks him and Veronica, flying off into the night with the new hostage. At GCPD, Gordon gets a ransom note from the Penguin, $1 million from Vreeland's trust fund, dropped off by Pierce himself. Pierce then heads to the rendezvous to meet the Penguin, who gives Pierce an alternative direction via payphone. Pierce plummets into the sewers by accident, deep into the penguin's lair, and then suddenly up into the opera house. Penguin collects sorry. <clears throat> penguin collects his ransom, then tells Veronica that her and Pierce will pay for more than just money. Or with more than just money, I should say. Batman shows up just in the nick of time to save both hostages and battles the penguin around the theater. Penguin is escorted off by the GCPD, lamenting that high society is to blame, and Veronica is left distraught, realizing the consequences of her actions. So that's birds of a feather, my friend. You some might say that you and I are birds of a feather. You know, I don't like birds, but it is a thing. It's a it's a turn of phrase. It's a turn of phrase. It's it's a term of endearment. You know, birds aren't real. They're satellites by placed by no. the government. But you know, at yeah. least you know they came up with a clever phrase for it. It was before we knew, right? You got Leonardo da Vinci out there. He didn't know what the fuck was happening. He was just no. like birds of He's... a feather flocked together. That's yeah, sure, yeah. Leonardo, what do you think? Of... <laughs> Sorry, Da Vinci. <laughs> what did you uh what did you think of the episode? Uh ooh, talk about putting uh putting your foot on a little bit of a break. I'd say after- Well, yeah. So we talked about the last thing we talked about was yeah. almost got him, which is our new number one ranked, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But uh yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that this episode is bad. It's definitely not bad. Mm. And I think that it's 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 a good idea. I, I like the idea. I mean, I love the penguin, right? I, I'm so glad that we've talked about this ad nauseum, right? Yeah. That the penguin is given more time in, in the new Batman, the Matt Reeves Batman, because he's an interesting character so when done properly, like a cool underground mobster gangster. But the penguin, it, it's no fault of the actor or it's no fault of you know, the story writers and everything like that. But just the this version of the penguin is just a little bit a little bit more goofy than I would like. 
he's kind of yeah. treated like a it, it seriously like it mirrors the story of Pagliacci like it's like the sad clown like this dude is just he's got like a disability like he's he's like a he's like a he's a short king um short kings we are short king rise up and he but he's like not quite a gangster he's not quite he's like kind of a bad guy but he's kind of just like wants to be loved so it's an interesting idea but they don't do a whole lot with it yeah. um it, it really i think that the, you know this episode would have maybe fared a little bit better in my mind just not coming off of three really well made episodes i think the last go around so this was kind of a, a it was like a it was kind of like whiplash i was like i was like oh whoa. i was like this is not how i you know wanted to start this round of three but not that it was not that it was bad again but what did you think so i would just like to shout out paul williams who plays the penguin in batman the animated series i think he does a really good job of being like a hybrid between the silver age comic book penguin which is very much like in the show weird outlandish bird themed tactics you know what i mean and um burgess meredith from uh, the Batman show in 1966, right? So he's not quite doing the every sentence ends with a (laughs) but he's like a little bit in there. Yeah, he's kind of in between. And then I will say this show premiered in the lead up to Batman Returns and I bet it was very interesting having such a contrast between this Penguin and Danny DeVito for that first year because I believe Batman Returns came out like mid mid summer potentially or even at the end of the year since it was christmas i can't remember but you have to you have to imagine that it's it's a little bit strange to kind of have two different versions of the penguins out at once it's kind of like having all these batman that we have right now yeah um but i know you're a big bat uh penguin fan and i i wanted to ask you do you feel like they've been doing your guy dirty so far because not the, dirty we've just like this, underexposed this I've got Batman in my basement and almost Ugh. got him where he has like Ugh. four minutes of screen time. Tops. Yeah, almost got him is a good. I mean, it's good that he's there because, you know, he is an iconic villain. But yeah, his his I don't even remember his is like the weak sauce one. Right. It's like Killer Croc threw a rock at him. But then it's like the penguin doesn't have really anything. The crazy. penguin had poison tip birds, which is pretty, pretty dope. I would say the yeah, poison ivy cool. didn't try very hard. She just like put a bunch of bombs and pumpkins. But aesthetically, it's cool. Yeah, aesthetically very cool. Yeah. Um, interesting thing to think. Uh, trivia. Another trivia thing to point out here. This is the last trivia fact I have for this episode. Uh, you mentioned the voice actor Paul Williams. Um, at one point in the episode, he squawks out a grating accompaniment of Pagliacci. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a interesting contrast because Paul Williams, the actor, is actually an acclaimed singer songwriter. Yeah. Um. So you can listen yeah. to him like his vocals uh, on and like stuff on YouTube. Or it's kind of like. Uh, um. Like when they make people sing worse than they actually are, like in yeah. movies and stuff like that, it's always funny to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that scene, I forgot that he did that. And when he's like standing up singing along to the opera, I was like, wow, this guy, he's just like going for it on the date. Mad respect. What Seriously, though, pe- we, what do you think hang- Penguin's Tinder profile is like? I think it's a lot of fish. I think it's a lot of <laughs> he's a fish guy. He's, the, he's holding up all the fish, but he's like taking bites out of them. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's fish dude on on hinge profiles. But yeah, yeah. Do you think he has like a, a tag that says like good with my flippers or something Ooh. like that? You know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Into water play. <laughs> <laughs> Already wet. <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh, uh, yeah. So, fa- <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we're both kind of on the same page. Like, not the best episode ever. Not a terrible episode. I think this is like perfectly mediocre. 
I think it's one of the rare episodes that we've had so far too, where Batman is not the protagonist of the episode, That's which true. is kind of fun for me at times when they sure. mix it up. Like I definitely found myself enjoying watching it from that lens a little bit, considering that we have like a, at the end of this episode that we're doing a radio vision, we have like a Batman character study. You know what I mean? So it's like to take a break and have it be a diverse group of three episodes. This was like the fun campy one in the same way that last week that was like a terror in the sky, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a po- it's a pro and a con, right? So I, like when you don't have Batman as the center figure of the episode, you got to really do something special with what you do have. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was just not, I don't know. It's just a lot of like, uh, it's a lot of running in circles. I just didn't find anything super compelling uh, until the end. I thought the end was, it was pretty good. Like all the stuff of the opera I thought was pretty cool, but um, yeah, I, just, my, yeah. I don't have a favorite cell of animation specifically besides a, like a fumble that they had, which is there's a sequence at the beginning where Penguin is using his machine gun umbrella to shoot a Batman. And they didn't frame the animation cell correctly. And Batman just like apparates out of nowhere as he's diving <laughs> to the floor. It's really funny if you go yeah. back and watch the beginning. But my favorite moment in the episode is definitely Bruce Wayne talking to Oswald on the balcony in the same way that we had that in Joker's Wild, where it's like, I just think it's always really fun to have yeah. Bruce Wayne talk to the villains because he has that dramatic irony that they don't know about where yeah. he's like, I know what this guy's up to and they don't know that I'm Batman. I just like any of that shit works for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I, I also, I did really get a good chuckle out of the, the opera scene with him singing. So I, if not that moment with Bruce and with Bruce Wayne and the penguin talking, I would definitely give it to. Yeah. I just like his, his terrible singing on this date. It's like, he really thinks he's about to get some, huh? It's like, <laughs> so I, I have a, a task for you if if you ever looking for something to do okay uh, you're very good at editing people people don't know a lot about that like about you doing this but zach's great at making memes and and funny videos and stuff it's a it's an underrated talent of his thank you can you make a video that is the penguin singing at the opera and then it pans up and it's fucking franco and spider-man oh. 3 looking down on <laughs> with the little bioculars or whatever <laughs> that would be hilarious that's a great idea yeah i'll add that to the docket yeah that's that's funny as shit if i can cool. if i can somehow photoshop that to be the episode album art i'll make a note to i'm gonna make a note to myself I'm gonna try perfect it. thank you i appreciate that perfect thank um, you <laughs> so now that we've finished kind of talking about it, it seems like we're both kind of like it's a little middle of the pack um, yeah. Every episode of Batman, the animated series in review on Radio Vision, we are slotting these into a <laughs> ranking. The rankings are getting larger and larger. Are you laughing at our rankings or are you laughing at Franco? No, I'm just, I'm, well, yeah, I'm laughing because my I'm brain dead after a long day of work. And just the sticky note that I'm about to put on my desk is just make Franco <laughs> in Batman. <laughs> and I'm Sounds totally going to forget about that until tomorrow. And then I'll be like, what the fuck? Oh, oh you. right. No worries. Yeah, so ranking time. Yeah, so we have tier systems for all of our episodes. Uh, we have talked about 46 episodes so far, not including the three that we're talking about tonight. So we are almost at the 50-point mark. And the tier system is as follows. At the top, you have your S tier, and then your A tier, and then your B tier. Then you have your tier C. Then you have the It's Never Too Late tier, which we had to make because Zach couldn't ever remember what It's Never Too Late was about. So it's its own thing. And to your basement, which is the bottom of the barrel. Uh, 
which has currently five episodes that we deem to be pretty stinky episodes of Batman. And it never gets old. I don't remember what happened in It's Never Too Late. What happened in that episode? Is that the one with the priest? There it is. Yep. He's getting oh, He's getting better. I'm learning. Okay. Yep. It's about a crime boss and his priest brother that That's had like right. a That's right. That's right. That's right. tough upbringing or something. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. There's like drugs and, th- and things. Yeah. It's never too it's late. It's never kids. too late, dear. That being That's said. That's one of our funniest bits. Of. It's hilarious. I think personally this fits in tier C. Mm, I agree with you. So, yes, I agree with you. So just to refresh people, tier C right now at 37, we have Matt as a Hatter, Moon of the Wolf, Tiger Tiger, and Eternal Youth. <laughs> and I think um, this might be this is I personally like this. I like this better than Tiger Tiger. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I like this better than Moon of the Wolf, which is like a crazy coke-fueled 90s monster movie. But I don't think it's better than Matt as a Hatter, if I'm being no. honest. I think no, we, I we had a lot of fun talking about Mad Hatter. I thought that episode was great. So yeah. what okay, so Moon of the Wolf, Tiger Tiger. Which one is the one where they turn Catwoman into a cat and then Tiger Tiger? That's Tiger Tiger. This has got to be better than that. I this mean hundred percent better than that. Just on merit alone, this episode has more art, craft, writing, better, better visuals. That that episode, I think we rated it high, I think, because it was funny. But that that episode might be worse than Underdwellers just because that episode is just awful to watch. Yeah, at the end of every volume of Batman the Animated Series, I think we should allow ourselves to do a, a reshuffling of of rankings. You know, I'm I mean? I'm fine the way with it lying right now. Again, I think I Tiger think... Tiger. I think Tiger Tiger is so high because we were like, oh, it was a funny episode and we talked yeah, about it and then we were laughing that, like, about it. But... There's that ape man that was like tranking people at the zoo. <laughs> That's wild shit, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Moon of the Wolf is about the Olympian named Romulus that gets infused with wolf DNA and starts turning into a wolf man. My God. Yeah. Remember that one? Kind of, yeah. I remember I mean, it was back to back with Tiger, Tiger, right? Wasn't yeah, it Tiger, Tiger, Moon of the Wild Wolf? Wild double feature. That that episode is insane. Um, <laughs> do you, so uh, do you think that this is better than Moon of the Wolf? Yes, as well? I agree with you. I don't, I don't think it... I don't think it tops the C tier or tier C, sorry. I, but I think that um, it's definitely better than Moon of the Wolf, Tiger, Tiger, right. and Eternal. So this is going to take our place as the new number 38 Boom. out of 46. Uh, what's this episode called again? Birds of a Feather. Birds of a Feather. Not a Birds great name, by feather, the way. We flock together. I know, a great song. <laughs> yeah. But, but weird name. Wolf, Birds of a Feather. It's just literally a bird pun. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Switching gears. Our next episode, What is Reality? Written by Martin Eisenberg and Robert N. Skier. Directed by Dick Seabast, our homie Dickie Boy. Uh, Dick Seabast, real quick. Dick Seabast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us some Wiki background. Wiki fandom. On, yeah, give us I some wanna... back, back, background on Richard Seabast. Yeah, Dick Seabast, I want to talk about uh, the DC, uh, his, you know, Batman the Animated Series. He was a director. He's done some some episodes here. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> He's done some episodes. He's done some episodes. It's a lot less than I really imagined. When we feel like we talk about this guy a lot, but on his DC animated filmography for the animated series these are the episodes that we've talked about feet of clay part one he's the mm. director on that yeah he's the director on the cat in the claw part two oh, fear of okay. victory <laughs> uh dreams in darkness 
That one's pretty good. Moon of the Wolf. No. A guy and, Caramba. Uh, <laughs> what is reality? And then he was also the director on Robin's Reckoning. Mm. And yep. his upcoming credit is for an episode called Zatanna. So. Ooh. Oh, yeah, dude. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Zatanna is? Uh, only because you showed me that we watched that one episode of Justice League Unlimited about a thousand little times. Yeah, Anytime you, there's a really specific drunk you get where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a really, really specific. You're like, we're going to watch this one episode of Justice League Unlimited. Just this one specific episode. That's because I, in the animated universe, um, Bruce Wayne and, and Diana have a thing going on. And I'm 100% here for it. I think it's hilarious that our crazy psychopathic Bruce Wayne was somehow able to land a literal goddess. You know, what a guy. I like those anyway, shoes. That episode is also hilarious. Satana features prominently. This will be coming up our introduction into that version of the character in this, cool. this DC animated world. It's a fun episode. Anyway, what is reality title card check? We have this cool like uh, font, I think, where it's like a old digital calculator, but it's just like a weird silhouette thing of Gordon. <laughs> it's just like there. It looks like Tron. It's like this whole it episode looks like is a Tron. Phil Collins album cover. <laughs> You know what I mean? I can feel it. Yeah, right. Calling in the air well, it's, tonight. It's the you were right with like the digital calculator. It's the same font as the Ghost in the Machine, that police album, which is yeah. like that's what I also think. I see that's this number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that being said, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go thumbs down on this one. I actually like the birds of a feather title card a little bit more. Um, but that's a personal, personal choice there. Yeah, I would also say I, in this round so far, Birds of a Birds of a Feather takes the title card watch. Yeah, win so far. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. It doesn't. It's it. it it's just really fun. what is reality. It's it's very. Uh, it's asking some pretty big questions, yeah. you know, for for children to be watching in 1992, yep. 93. Oh yeah. Um, this is our second feature of the Riddler, though, which is pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's dive into our two minute plot synopsis. A man takes an evening jog to the ATM, and instead of his pin, he gets a riddle. And after answering incorrectly, his balance is drained from $5,600 to zero. What the do you do? Mor- Real quick. Yeah. I was you go to you an ATM. This question. Yeah. You go- I d- because I just laughed out loud when I watched this. You go to an ATM. Yeah. You know, any other run-of-the-mill ATM, whoever sure. you bank with, PNC, sure. Fifth Third, Chase. USAA protects my money, so I don't know if I can answer this question, but yeah, go ahead. Busted. <laughs> it's me, Robert Gronkowski. <laughs> Your bank account reads there. <laughs> but what do you do? You you go in to take some money out. You just want to take out a couple 20s, maybe some singles. Why? Mm-hmm. You don't know. And then the ATM machine comes up and it's like, you know, answer this fucking riddle or else I'm going to drain your bank account. It's like it's like the yeah. worst cash cab of all of all time. You got you to gotta think that you your bank has hard files of your balance, right? You should be able to have hard. This is also the nineties. So there's hard statements probably being mailed to this guy's house, you know, mm-hmm. but if this happened in this day and age, when people are going fully digital, I don't know. I mean, I always try to save some type of record. You know what I mean? I don't know if, but if this happened, just start sucking dick on the street, get some money back, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, you I was going to say, what if this is like a cyborg situation? Remember in justice league when he like, oh, yeah. that robs that ATM and gives it to charity or whatever. <laughs> he just gives it to that single mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I that don't know. Being I, said, would be, I think, I think I would this guy goes panic. home. 
this guy goes home and his wife sat there. She's like, did you get, did you get the money? And he's like, he's like, listen, I was like, we don't have any money left. <laughs> it all happened real fast. He's like, I pressed the button. It asked me a question. And now all of our money's gone. <laughs> divorce, divorce, divorce. <laughs> <laughs> On the street. And then he can't afford an attorney because he's got no money. So nope. game over. That's the question is like, what happens after this episode of Batman? Do you think this guy is like, hey, GCPD, where's my money? I think Where's we're gonna my see, money? <laughs> I think we're it's gonna be a it's gonna be like an Easter egg, right? We're gonna see him in the background, like you know. Oh yeah, he's in like Mask of the Phantasm, and he's just like he's like playing a guitar heroin. on the street yeah. with like two strings. He's mm-hmm. playing hot cross buns, trying to get enough money to straight by for a can of beans. <laughs> Good God. Anyway, <laughs> the next morning at the Gotham Stock Exchange, a similar riddle is displayed on the ticker. Also, the banks are down for with computer issues. They can't get into their computers because there's too many riddles. Gordon and Batman suspect Edward Nigma, and Gordon says that there was a crate delivered to GCPD, and it's ticking. <laughs> Batman and Robin investigate the large crate, while two of the Riddler's goons steal Nigma's hard criminal files from the GCPD back office. That does not shredded. fly. That does not fly. A, a box gets mailed to the GCPD and it is ticking. That that does not fly. I liked how they have like all the the um like the bomb shields and stuff like that. If this reminded me of the Batman, where it's like the bomb squad's there and Batman just like so cool. Oh god, I'm just gonna watch that scene after this. Holy shit! Yeah, that's a great scene. Um, Robin solves the puzzle box and a large computer is unveiled. And by large computer, I mean like like arcade computer like it's got right. a chair and everything robin investigates the computer and batman solves the other known riddles this leads batman to the dmv enigma's final destination where personal information that he's trying to delete is being kept at the dmv riddler attacks batman with a remote driven van full of explosives and then calls him via payphone to give him a riddle via pile of change batman learns that something is afoot at police headquarters room 101 by Knowing a lot about coins, which I think is really cool. Good for you, Batman. <laughs> Robin and Gordon discover that the computer is actually a virtual virtual reality machine. Him and Robin enter Tron, and Gordon is trapped there by the Riddler. Riddler tells Batman and Robin that if they want Gordon out alive, Batman needs to come in and get him. Because as we know from the Matrix, if your mind dies in the game, your body dies in real life, baby. Yeah. So Batman evades several traps within the Matrix that feel real to him. And he plays a giant game of wizard's chess against the Riddler. He's also checking the king. He's riding off on a Pegasus horse. Robin helps him find the Pegasus constellation in the night sky. And he's able to just plow right through the wall and find, you know, the next room. He gets into this gigantic room with the virtual version of the box that they solved earlier. And Batman's able to outsmart the Riddler by making him spread his mind too thin, which causes the reality to collapse. If you've seen the opening of Inception, this happens when they take uh, they take that one guy and he knows that the carpet's different. You know what I mean? I didn't cool. know he was going to rub his damn cheek on it. Such a good movie. Uh, Batman, Robin, and Gordon find the Riddler at an old World's Fair building where his mind is fried by his own VR machine. The end. End credits. Just like hard cut they leave him there it's over they they come into this room Corporal it's a punishment. fucking it is a fucking crime scene they got this dude hooked up to a vr he's like headset. shitting himself probably you know <laughs> like 
pissing all over it's himself. a bad scene man and batman's like he's like he's like i guess some worlds are virtual and then they walk out of the frame or whatever it's like where he says some he says some fucking cheesy one-liner and i was like yeah. i was like B- batman the man save this man yeah batman? yeah i mean this isn't the last we see of the riddler he's fine i think it's weird though that they it's super weird like i would have taken one less riddle inside the matrix I know the animation for all that was really cool, but I would have taken one less of those just to get a little bit of resolution where I'm like, is he brain dead? Like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, he's just I like, wanna... he's like, well, he's and he's like also fried. like emaciated. Like they show his face yeah. and it's like all the colors drained out. He's like got no fat on his lips and it's like, it's just his chin. And I was like, Jesus, that's fucking dark. He's just been locked into this virtual reality world forever. It's like, what a miserable nightmare. And then Batman's like, all right, Robin, time to go. <laughs> and then they leave. I was like, oh, my God. Alfred's Bat- made pizza. <laughs> Have you heard of this game called Rocket League? <laughs> and then they, like, turn around and it's like, we got to go. I hear they have a Batmobile skin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was weird. Um, Very weird. But uh, besides to- that, what you think? What'd you think about the episode? You got some fun facts? I was going to say, yeah, let me, ru- let me rip through some trivia real quick before we do opinions. I was going to say. Uh, th- while we're finished talking about that, because that was the main thing I wanted to talk to you about was them leaving the Riddler. I thought that was the most shocking <laughs> wild ending shit to- from Batman. Yeah, absolutely unhinged. I was like, <laughs> I half expected like, like they start walking away. It's like this is the like let it's the like bodies the- hit the floor. It's like the actual representation of uh Christian Bale's Batman being like. I don't have to kill you, but I'm not going to save you. <laughs> He's like, you um, know what? If this guy's brain just absolutely explodes, it's, you know, doing the world a favor. He's turned. He, I mean, he's in, we're watching him turn into jelly uh, on screen. It's a disturbing yeah. way to end an episode for a kid. It's like, mommy, mommy, does the Riddler What happened die? to the Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but trivia fact, now that we're done talking about that aspect, the Riddler does eventually escape the virtual reality program. Though it is not explained how and gets arrested afterwards as his next episode, Riddler's Reform in 1994. Mm-hmm. So we'll get mm-hmm. to that episode eventually. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they uh, apparently they just never resolve that. It's He's just, just in prison. Yeah, it <laughs> just goes to jail. Um, the chessboard stage of the virtual reality world was adapted into the second stage of the Riddler level in the Super Nintendo game, The Adventures of Batman and Robin. That's a great one. Great game. I'm, I've never played that, but I'm going to have so to download hard. a of that shit and play it. Yeah, yeah. Um, here we go. Trivia here. The look of Nygma's virtual world was inspired by the works of famous surrealist painters. The staircases Gordon and Robin walked on was a trademark of M.C. Escher. The train yep. emerging from the fireplace was an homage to Rene Magritte's Time Transfixed. And the place where Nygma and Batman had their final confrontation was a nod to the paintings of Giorgio di Chirico. So M.C. Escher, Inception, yeah all connected yeah for sure um and then this this is an interesting one the riddler does almost the exact same thing he did in the episode if you're so smart why aren't you rich by trapping someone in a specialized game where batman must solve numerous puzzles so repeat run it back (laughs) if it ain't you know he almost got him a couple times that's what they were missing and almost got him is riddler being like i actually had this guy's mind trapped in a virtual reality game yeah um, this is an interesting one. Uh, the, and again, this is IMDb trivia. So take all this shit with a grain of salt. Sure. Bruce Tim was not satisfied with the episode, although he ironically <laughs> complimented a uh, Acom's work on it. He stated, "Quote: 
Virtual reality is too science fiction-y for our show. While it may be conceivable that it will work in four or five years, Batman transforming himself into a Black Knight and flying around on a chessboard is unfathomable to me. I think that's funny because they had an episode where a guy is turning into a wolf monster. You know what I mean? It's just like... But yeah. virtual reality, that's a step too far for Mr. Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim's like, fuck science fiction until he gets to Batman Beyond. And then he's like, I love science fiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you for those fun facts. Yeah. So just some fun facts. Um, What did what'd I think you, of this episode? Yeah. What'd you think? Whoa. What a wild fucking ride this episode was, huh? Um, A lot of characters in this too. Like I was thinking like the next episode also has a shit ton of characters, but that whenever they throw Robin into the mix, you're like, you're like, man, there's a lot more talking going on here. Here's here's what I'll say. I know this might be a hot take. This might be one of my hotter takes of this entire episode or this entire show so far of this rewatch yeah. of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I really don't like Robin. I, I at really, all. I really haven't really liked him. The the closest that I did like him was the sports gambling episode. What about um, Christmas with the Joker? Christmas with the Joker is good, but it's also been eons since we watched that episode. I need to go. I'm going to rewatch yeah, sure. it. I'm going to rewatch it this holiday season. Yeah, I rewatch it every Christmas. Yeah, Christmas I'll rewatch Eve. it this Boot Christmas. Boot that shit up. Um, but man, I just don't, I don't love the Robin character. He's still stuck in that. Like whenever he's on screen, the show feels a little less what I expect Batman the Animated Series to be, which sure. is like. You know, it's got that gothic look, that dark animation that, but it's like anytime Robin's on screen, he's like, Jiminy Jillikers, Batman. He's like, we got to fucking go. Yeah, I'm very interested to see when we get to volume four and we get to when they switch the animation style and it's the new Batman adventures, which is still part of Batman the Animated Series, but because that has him be Nightwing, but it also has a heavily featured amount of Batgirl and a new Robin who is an actual kid. Uh oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's there's definitely some good episodes. I don't like the episodes. sound of them apples, Will. There's definitely some good episodes in the in the that volume, but I'm very interested to see how you react to those changes. Maybe you'll like Tim Drake more though. You never know. He's a pretty popular Robin these days. So yeah, I'm I'm curious, but yeah, as far as the I'm episode curious. goes, like it's. <laughs> curious i i like the episode i i think it was like very fun entertaining like it wasn't like you know it's not the best thing in the world there's not a whole lot of substance here it literally is like that trivia fact like i put up like literally beat for beat that other episode with the riddler the riddler's doing some sketchy shit except for this time instead of it being like a weird trippy maze it's virtual reality it's like yeah okay so we yeah. clearly also haven't been able to nail the Riddler. That's what this episode also tells me is that the Riddler's not getting yeah. his just desserts. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a shame because I love the Riddler as a character. I think he's so cool. But yeah, this episode, whoo. Um, it's, that being it's said, funny, I, do, I but... do like all the riddles. That's the sure. thing that I wish that they dealt with more in these episodes is, and maybe Bruce Timm's right, is like, this is a detective episode where Batman's solving these riddles, just a fine Riddler, kind of like right. you do in the Arkham games and stuff like that. That would have been a little more rewarding than being stuck on another computer game, for sure. Yeah, I like... Um, I like... Uh, oh, shit. Uh, oh, no. What does he say? Crap, 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 crap. I literally just had a thought in my brain, and then it just absolutely left. He was talking about... Um, now oh, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. I literally had a You're thought good. in my brain about the episode. What were we talking? We were talking about. 
We were just talking about the riddles and how, the riddle. and how oh, we, DMV, we, we, DMV, DMV. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The DMV riddle like got an audible laugh out of me. Like, it's yeah. like, it's numbers. DMV, <laughs> Department of Motor Vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> that line, I got yeah. such a guttural laugh out of that. I was like, this is awesome. Because My favorite is when uh, Batman's driving around and he's solving the coin riddle and he's like throwing the coins in the air as he's thinking. He's like talking to Riddler. He's like, sense, sense, you know, penny for your thoughts. He's like, he's just like saying all this stuff. It's just this funny. is, I mean, the Batman, the animated series episodes with the Riddler, though, are totally like. It's like Nolan, it's like Nolan, baby's first Nolan movie. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, he's like, sense, DMV numbers make the DMV go <laughs> boom, boom, click, click. <laughs> it's like and kids are like. Oh wow, yeah. that was deep or that was crazy. So it's how like, do you fit five elephants into a compact car? Two in the front, two in the back, one in the trunk. Yeah, stuff like that. It's like um, what? <laughs> yeah. That one I don't. I I was I was like what? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Did you have a Did you have a favorite moment of animation or? Stand did out? you say what? I mean, did you did you kind of give like a summary about the episode? I already did the plot synopsis, yeah. No, but what did you think of the episode? I think you oh, kind of just I asked liked me, it. and then you were like, no, you never sorry, really yeah, gave your sorry. Opinion. I liked it. I don't know if I think... I don't like it more than, uh, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Um, I think the... Hmm. I think that episode is a little tighter, and also because it's the first time we see him, we're not dealing with the video game. While I like the video, go- video game in this better, doesn't feel as, you know, treaded on, almost. Um... However, I do really like the involvement in Gordon in this. I like when Gordon gets involved into Batman's affairs, and we'll talk about that on our next episode. But I thought that that was really cool. I just think it's funny, though, that it's just like he, Robin's like, play this computer game with me. He's like, oh, what's this fun thing? And he like pops it on, and he's like, oh, shit, now I'm stuck in here. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that is something, something to be said is that there's a genre. Not it's like a subgenre, and there's a bunch of '90s and early 2000s cartoons where virtual reality was like, it was like a hot button thing, right? Like it was this thing we didn't yeah. know a whole lot about. And so I remember there were episodes of like fucking, like I mean, this ben is gonna, 10. this is gonna date me, but I was about to say Danny Phantom. I don't. Do you remember yeah, Danny Phantom? They they had a whole episode cool. about virtual reality. I'm pretty sure there was an episode of Fairly Odd Parents where they had like a virtual reality headset well, too. Dude, there's a whole um. There's a whole Scooby-Doo movie where they're ta- trapped in a video game, the cyber chase. So, yeah. The big tech were... boom of the late to mid-90s into the 2000s, yeah. But it was like a buzzword. It was like VR is like, oh, it's a virtual reality where you you can't escape and you're locked <laughs> in. And these they can make things happen to you. And it's like really fast forward. It's 2023. We still really haven't nailed virtual reality. The funny, the, the most fun realist thing that we've done is have you be Batman in a virtual reality experience and then get scared by some rednecks in Resident Evil. So it's like terrifying, terrifying. You know, it's not it's not the same. It's it's the all these cartoons. I think it's just hilarious that they have this like it's like this. They have this crazy futuristic idea of what virtual reality is. And now flash forward. It's like you can't even watch porn with it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. I think that It was just something that, and like they did it with AI. Yeah. In that Heart yeah. of Steel AI episode another, too. Yeah, that's another it's just like, too. It's just like, it was popular at the time. So of yeah. course they're going to play around with the trope. But um, did you have a, a favorite 
look of anything. Um, I mean, to be fair, I thought that some of the virtual reality stuff, like when they're in the world is pretty clever. Like I did like the one scene where it's like they, he makes like the room fall around him. And then he's like hanging from the, hanging from the ledge inside the virtual space. I thought that was funny, but honestly, the the moment in the episode that got me the hardest was the ending. So yeah, Riddler pretty, pretty visceral sticks with you. Yeah. yeah, they open up the door to the 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 place, and it's just like all these TVs and Riddler sitting in a chair, like drooling or whatever. I was like, that's yeah. fucking, that's fucking dark, <laughs> intense shit. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it would probably be, I like the him duplicate, like the animation of them duplicating themselves at the end while they're fighting, and Batman just keeps duplicating himself, and Riddler's trying to match that. I thought that that was really cool. Kind of reminded me of the the Matrix Reloaded a little bit too, you know. So Trinity. Trinity. Whoa! I know kung fu. <laughs> All right, where does this where does, this? where does this belong? Uh. All right. So where where did we put? Um. You, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Is in a tier. Episode twenty two out of forty six. It is above appointment in crime alley and on leather wings, which I think fits. I think this is worse than those. I I don't think I agree. this is I don't think this is better than on leather wings. <laughs> back to go back to our the early days. I think that this is. I actually think this is probably. It's definitely in B tier for me. I don't think it's better than Feet of Clay Part One or Terror in the Sky. I actually still think I like Man Bat a little bit more than the Riddler at this point. I say lower, lower, lower. Like I I'm like, is this better or worse than? What happened in See No Evil? What was that? That's the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. Remember, there's a guy that turns invisible. Oh, he's, da- oh, he's got a daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the daughter is played by Elizabeth Moss, which is just so fucking ironic. Yeah. Yes, I like that episode more than this, too. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think <laughs> like I'm wondering if like for me, it's like Night of the Ninja was like kind of OK. I'm like wondering if it, so, this is like there ish. I think Vendetta is better. Vendetta is the first killer croc that we get where he's trying to kill Harvey oh, Bullock. Yeah. And there's some really sick rain animation in that episode because they're down by the docks the whole time. So from a visual perspective, I would put this at like the new 36. So it's like B tier, but it's like low B tier. I love this podcast. <laughs> it's like sick rain animation. <laughs> like, I don't Nerd. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cool, I, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I have no arguments in the motion passes. I'm going to say this goes at number 36. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is reality? What is reality? Question mark. Cool. Cool. N- number 36. New number and 36. our final part of the hat trick tonight is. Can't, you know, same deal as last week, but save the best for last, which I kind of like. It's yeah. Fun. I Am the Night, written by Michael Reeves and directed by Boyd Kirkland. Sick title card. It's just like a guy dead in the street and it says, I Am the Night. I think it's cool. Oh, yeah. It's like really, really like immediate tone setter. You know Dude. what I mean? This title card is metal as shit. You put this on the cover of like a Metallica album, like <laughs> laying in the street, man. Yeah, man, 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 man. <laughs> um, yeah no, it's joy it's, left. Man, 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 man. It's a top one for me. I think this, I mean, like I would love at the very end, we should absolutely do like a, like a, a March madness style bracket of all the title yeah, cards and like figure out idea. the best one. Um, sure. But this has got to be uh, like it's got to be like a like a three seed or a two. Yeah, seed. when like, we when we finish the the run, I would love to do March Madness title card. I would love to do 
villain draft where you got to sure. assemble the best rogues gallery to take down the Batman. Um, lots of fun little games like that for sure. Um, uh, Boyd Kirkland. Before we yeah, dive too Boyd deep Kirkland into it. has been involved in quite a few of them. Yes, his including directed... if I'm not forgetting on leather wings, which was our first. Mm-hmm. You're wrong there though. I don't see him on. That might be that might be Eric that. Rondomsky actually. Uh, but episodes directed like at Boyd Kirkland. Let's go through this guy's resume because this guy so born November fourth, nineteen fifty, in no, the great too state much. of Utah. Too much detail. <laughs> too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh. Um, episodes directed by Boyd Kirkland. It's never too late. Joker's favor. <laughs> it's never too late. Yeah, classic. Uh, Joker's favor is great. Pretty poison's great. Poison. Uh, nothing to fear. An appointment in Crime Alley. Both good. This guy did the Forgotten. Yikes. Uh, perchance to dream and beware the great ghost. Fuck yeah. This guy's a this guy's a stone cold killer. He's the S tier king right now. Cat scratch fever. I am the night. Terror in the sky. That might have been what you were. He did terror in the That's sky. That's what I was thinking of. He did one of the man bats. Yeah. Yeah. Joker's wild. Most recently, I think was the other episode that we did. Yeah. Um. And then what is it? This one's called I am the night. Yeah. So I am the night is the most recent one that he's done. There's a couple episodes beyond. We've got a lot of episodes left that this guy's directed feature film though. He's credited as a writer director on Batman and freeze sub zero and mask of the phantasm. Yep. Yeah. So I'm very excited to talk about both yeah. of those sub zeros can be fun too. For sure. Fuck you. Mask of the Phantasm might be like my magnum opus. You know what I mean? It's just gonna be like I'm gonna give everything I got <laughs> for my favorite Batman movie. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's a little two minute synopsis here, and then we can do some uh, some factoids and our thoughts. Let's do. It. <clears throat> Batman mopes in the Batcave, telling Alfred that he's tired and that his spirit is weary, guessing if he's doing any good. Alfred gives him a thin package, and then Batman heads off into the night. Gordon and Bullock prepare for a raid, but they're waiting on Batman. Meanwhile, Batman and Leslie Tompkins gather to lay roses on the Wayne's death site in Crime Alley. Batman tells Leslie that he's not sure if this should be his last year doing this. A young grifter is ambushed by two gangsters who start to extort him, but Batman saves the youngster. One of the gangsters falls on the roses and this sets Batman off. He then turns the youngster over to Leslie for her group home for young, troubled kids. Gordon begins the raid without Batman at Bullock's pressing. The gangster in charge, Jimmy the Jazz Man, which is just fucking awesome. Yeah. And his goons open fire on the GCPD. Batman arrives in time to help, but the Jazz Man is able to drive off. Batman catches up with the Jazz Man, but then he and Bullock learn that an officer is down, Jim Gordon. Gordon is rushed to the ER in a truly like haunting scene where it's like terrifying POV shot of Gordon just like unconscious in a in a stretcher. Yep. Um the Jazzman accepts responsibility for shooting Gordon and is carted off to trial. Batman visits Jim in the hospital and laments his deepest apologies. Barbara Gordon, his daughter, is there to console Batman, who blames himself for taking too long to get to the raid. Bullock comes in and shoes Batman out of the room and yells after him that he intends to bring Batman in for what he's done. Back at the cave, Batman trashes everything in anger. Screams in anguish. It's pretty, uh, pretty emo for our guy Bruce Wayne. In prison... The jazz man claims that he intends to finish Gordon off for ruining his life before he bounces out of town. I love this scene because this guy's like, nah, Jimmy, you got to get out of town. He's like, Gordon's going to get what's coming to him. See, (laughs) really cool old timey like gangster stuff with Jimmy Cagney, which is cool. 
Dick Grayson arrives at Wayne Manor to comfort Bruce at Alfred's behests, and Bruce is struggling to reconcile with letting Gordon down. He tells Dick that Batman damaged the good and tosses the cowl down into a ravine. At the hospital, Dick and Barbara hope that Batman will catch the Jazzman, who they recently learned escaped prison. Dick pleads with Bruce back at the Wayne Manor to go get the Jazzman and never give up. Just as Robin's about to set out on his own, Batman comes to his senses and sets off on a hunt for the Jazzman alone, saying that it's his quest. Jimmy the Jazzman scales the side of the hospital via window washer scaffolding and sets his eyes on Gordon. Batman's able to knock the Jazzman's gun out of his hand in the nick of time and the two duel on the scaffolding. Jimmy gets another gun inside and is about to blast Gordon in this really sick slow-mo sequence, but then Batman throws a battering just in time, hits it right in the barrel, causes it to explode in Jimmy's face. Jim Gordon suddenly wakes up in this moment and asks Barbara what's going on. Batman tells him that everything is fine and that they got the Jazzman. Gordon laments that he wishes he were younger to be able to do more good, just like Batman, who is his hero. And then Batman tells Jim that he's really the true hero. Batman then encounters the young grifter from earlier and learns that the kid is leaving Gotham and heading back home. Kid tells Batman that he might have just saved his life, and Batman overlooks his city as a small smile spreads across his face. The end. I am the knight. Yeah, so... Zach, what are uh, what are some of your initial thoughts for I am the knight, also known as what does it mean to be Batman? <laughs> yeah, you know? um, I thought this episode was really great. I think that the idea, the concept, we often talked about these like elevator pitches, right? Like the they were in the studio, they were in a writer's room somewhere, and whether it was you know Boyd Kirkland or Michael Reeves, whoever came to the table and pitched this idea, they were like, what if we have an episode where Batman struggles with the the tiredness of being Batman. Like he doesn't, he's not able to save somebody and he, you know, he, he feels like he's like losing his touch. Wish they would have gone a little bit further with that idea. I think Mm -hmm. that you obviously can't do that too much or at the, at the time in, in the nineties, you couldn't really do it that, that hard with a character like this. Definitely not in 20 minutes either. Not in 20 minutes. This this is one that deserves two parts for sure. Exactly. Like, an episode like this, I think, of would have served way better than something like a Robin's Reckoning. Although Robin's Reckoning sets up is like an origin story for Robin, this is a more Batman centric story that I would have loved to see fleshed out a little bit more because it's yeah. always fascinating with Batman crap uh, uh, grappling with whether or not like he should be doing what he's doing or is he doing the right thing or is he even able to do what he wants to do anymore? Like, do people even want him to do what he's doing? Sure. You know what I mean? Because like in this episode, the only person that he truly has interactions with that's not in the bad family already is Jim Gordon. That would be the one that's like, you're doing good for this city. Like we couldn't do this without you. When Jim Gordon's out unconscious, his next contact at the GCPD is a man who truly hates him. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it'd be like Spider-Man going from... Right. Robbie Robertson to only working with J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. And so I, I think with, with the concept that they had, with the idea that they had and what the time that they were allowed, I think they did a really great job of, of um, you know, executing on that. And like, you know, I, I think that it was just, I, that's just what I kept thinking of is that like, I thought the episode was really good, but I thought that they could have just gone a little bit further with the, with yeah. the existentialism with Batman. I thought that that was a really cool angle. Um, yeah. Really like the ending. I think my biggest criticism of the episode, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, because it sounds like you might not agree with me on this. I didn't love the bad guys. Like, 
You didn't like the jazz man? <laughs> no, I didn't like jazz man. I thought that makes it just a little too silly. Like I I, yeah. I wanted it to be like, if you just make this any other like mobster character, great. Yeah. It, like I wish that this was like a Falcone or something like that. Like, but they just give this like random jazz man, the bad guys. Shoes I just think it's build. cool that he keeps his Tommy gun in like a fiddle case. Sure. Yeah, it's that is for cool. Gordon to pay the piper. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's a little cheesy. It doesn't matter, though, because that ultimately that it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like the characterization of the jazz man, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just a a force that Batman has to be able to overcome to save his friend Jim Gordon's life. You know what yeah. I mean? It could have been victor zaz rupert thorne falcone sure maroney something like that but i really don't think that that matters and i think that would almost be a waste of those guys's potential talents in the yeah. in the episode too maybe but with how many with how many times we get people like those reprising their roles like i don't think it would have hurt to have a character that had a little bit more of a connection to batman trying to hunt down gordon rather than it just being some rando scuzz bucket that they found yeah. out on the street you know what i mean that's what i think the point is though is because a random sure. man killed the waynes yeah, and this is on point. the eve of the waynes death and so he thinks that it happened again, where it's like, I'm Batman. I handled the Joker with ease, and I can't stop this one punk with a gun from potentially shooting Gordon yeah. and killing him. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, he has that really cool, uh, not cool, but he has that really one really powerful line where he's like, you know, he's like, my time, he's like, I won't be around forever. He's like, my time, he's like, maybe the Joker will kill me, maybe Two-Face will kill me, or yeah. maybe it's just going to be some random guy on the fucking street that gets lucky. And it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. cool moment, and it's like a, it's a moment of real vulnerability that he shows with Robin. Best Robin so far, I'm saying it. The Robin in this episode utilized perfectly. He's yeah. there for exactly the amount of screen time that he needs <laughs> to help Batman grapple sure. with his existentialism. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, what did you think of the episode? I think it's great. I love the I love the the interplay between to, between Batman and Jim Gordon just as a as a whole. I think yeah, it's really sure. like on display in like great notable Batman works like the dark Knight and long Halloween and stuff like that. And I just think like anytime that they do a good service to Jim in this cartoon, it's already going to be like a, a, a top tier episode for me. Cause I just think that that, that partnership that they have is so interesting compared to just him, like working with Alfred or Robin, somebody that's already predisposed to like him. Um, right. I think the opening shot, is definitely my favorite animation sequence, which is just him slumped in a chair and he's like silhouetted entirely. So it's like all black and blue. He's like, it's just like slumped over. He's just like sad man. He's like sad Affleck working out there. I think that's <laughs> just dope. It's just really, really like they brought the, they brought the a game here with the darkness in this episode, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... And I do actually think that the, the ending is pretty cool. Like, I think it's fun. It's the this is one of the first episodes, unlike the Riddler one that we just talked about, that I feel like everything that's brought up gets tied off at the end. So, like, Jasmine gets caught, Batman reconciles with Gordon, Bullock sees that Batman saves Gordon and kind of like doesn't talk to him, but you could see that look that he's like, okay, this guy's actually helping. Right. Batman talks to Dick Grayson, he's like, I'm back. And then at the end, he has that that follow up conversation with the kid. And they don't overuse the kid, which is like when that happened, when that happened at the beginning, I was trying to remember how much that kid was in it. And he's like, not in it at all, which I think is really interesting because sometimes it's cool to just be like this one guy ran into Batman for five minutes and it changed his life. Like that would probably be what it would be like to be in Gotham. You know what I mean? Like if Batman saved you, 
you'd be essentially eternally grateful potentially for something like this or any superhero story really sure so i'm pretty high on it i don't think it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. I, I agree with you i wish it was longer it's it's something though that they explore in so many forms of media that's like the thing yeah. you know what i mean like it and if this is their best take on it, which I can't remember if there's another thing like this, I, there's one that comes to mind that I like much more, but um, that's not going to be for a while. So, well, this was um, like when we, we did um, the animated series, we looked up like all episodes ranked like that, that list of like based on fan yeah. reactions, like where people put this stuff. I am the night is ranked on that same list as number 11. That's pretty high. All time episodes. The only stuff that goes above it are perchance to dream the laughing fish, but where the gray ghost mad love Robin's mm-hmm. reckoning one and two over the edge, the man that killed Batman. So Heart over the edge is the other one. Over the edge is the other. What does it mean to be Batman story that I can't wait to get to? Don't read about that one though. It's really interesting. I'm not gonna. Um, that's the one that that's like one of the only episodes that like actually has like a a cool twist in it, like perchance to dream. Um, cool. Um, some yeah. Trivia that being here. yeah yeah. That being said, give us give us some trivia and then your final thoughts. Yeah, trivia. Just a couple little things. There's not a whole lot for this episode. Um, something that we can just talk about. Batman reveals Commissioner Gordon is the same age as his father. Thomas Wayne would have been if he were still alive. Yeah, I like that uh, too. Cool moment. Very, very, very cool moment. Um, when he's like, Jim's more than more than a partner or a friend. And you're like, he can't bring himself to say that he's like a father to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I love what they do with that in the Nolan movies, too. As simple as putting a coat I, across a young kid's shoulders. He stole it out of it. You fucking stole it. I was about that's going to be okay. He's just putting a coat around a boy <laughs> to make him know the world isn't going to end. <laughs> Yeah. Um. At minute eighteen on the DVD for this uh, episode, police radio says attention all cars suspects sighted at corner of Adams and O'Neill. O'Neill. Fans Danny of the O'Neill Batman comics. Will, yep. Fans of the Batman comics will recognize the names as pivotal creative team of artists Neil Adams and writer Danny O'Neill, who got the Batman character back to his darker roots in the early nineteen seventies. Co-creators of Rachel Ghoul. Fuck yeah. And the Man Bat. Pretty cool. Okay. While this may have been unintentional, the jazz man's appearance and low-key mannerisms may have been based off a younger Jack Palance. In the Batman mythos, Palance played Carl Grissom, a mob boss in Tim Burton's Batman 1989. I love, I love fucking Grissom, boss Grissom. Say this, son of a bitch, ties us back to access chemicals. Yeah. And I don't know, can you give me, you might be, you might need some help on this one. First appearance of Barbara Gordon. No. Not in the sh- in the show. Heart of Heart of Steel was our first appearance. Heart of, Barbara of Steel. Gordon. Okay, yeah. got it. First appearance of Batgirl. They really tease us with her for a while before they give us Batgirl, which is I think cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how they teased Harvey Dent a couple times, like in Pretty Poison, before he became Two Face. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Batman's line to Leslie about having promises to keep is actually a reference to the final lines of Robert Frost's poem, "Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening." Quote, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. End quote. Such an emo, emo kid, Batman. Yeah, it's a very emo episode. It's like it's so it's so like I understand Batman and he understands me. <laughs> <laughs> it's you like know? when that title card comes up, it's like bing, bing, yeah. bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Honestly, awesome. 
that would be this that title card would make a sick tat. Yeah, I was thinking about that. There's there's one that I really like. I love the almost got him. Yeah. The two face one is sick. I think yeah. that would have been dope. Christmas with the Joker is pretty cool too, where it's like the fire and his shadow. You know what I mean? It's so spooky. But hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all, right. all I've got really for the episode. I really liked it. Wish I could wish it would have been a little bit more in depth on the the crisis of being Batman, but I kind of understand the limitations. They also it. dive into the crisis of being Batman and Mask of the Phantasm pretty well. So yeah. and I think they were probably already working on that <laughs> when this was in development too. Probably. But yeah, I mean, this is the thing with Batman. It's like Spider-Man. Like he every now and then he's just like, what if I quit? What if I stop? You know, that's always fun. <laughs> And you know yeah, who never did stor- that until Zack Snyder had the reins? It's fucking Superman. Jesus. Mm. Zack Snyder does not understand Superman. <laughs> That's another the, conversation. I think that those storylines are very fascinating when they happen, though. I mean, I'm a sucker for him. Like, I like the idea of like the good. hero that yeah. wants to if they're well, if they're well done, of course. That's Spider-Man the 2 is the best example. You tried so hard to be someone that you got that you are. Or that's Spider-Man 3. Sorry. Whoops. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. He kind of goes through the same things in all three of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. I mean, it's right there. All right. So for our rankings, where are you leaning? I've been the one showing my cards. Where am I leaning? It's tough. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it beats the clock king for me. So I don't know if in good faith I can put it in an S tier. S tier doesn't have to stop at 11, though. You want to start adding things? Do you think this is S tier? I think it might be. If not, it's it's the top of A. (laughs) I Mm. think. I think it's definitely better than Robin's Reckoning, part one and part two. Yeah, I agree with that. I like it more than Pretty Poison. I agree with that. I don't like it more than The Clock King or Beware the Great Ghost, though. So it's like it's either the top of A or we expand s a little bit more yeah i, mean, I guess it's gonna be more s tier episodes like down the mm-hmm. road too like we're gonna have to expand it eventually so we will have to expand it eventually i like that the s tier is like this nice little slim pickings it's, it, yeah. yeah it's like you gotta really like do we really believe that this is the best this show can be like i don't know i i didn't i didn't walk away from this episode thinking like oh god th- like it, this didn't nearly get any of the same reaction as beware the great ghost or even the clock king where i was ending i was like that was a cool episode. It could have been better, but it was it was still really well made. I don't I my personal vote would be at I will put it at the top of A, but I, I don't know if it cracks the greatness of being S. But I don't know. Mm. Sway me. I could be swayed. Yeah, I, I just I think the the homages that the entire episode takes Batman on where he's almost like reliving what it was like the night that he became Batman, I think is really fascinating. That being said, it I would I wouldn't say that it delivers on exactly everything that it sits out to do. You know what I mean? Um, maybe if it were a little bit longer, it could have. I still think it's like really good, and I'm fine with it being at the top of A. Just like it might just be at the top of A with stuff under it for like a long time. You know, because I think it's almost like A dash S tier, where it's like somewhere in the middle of that. I don't really know. Do we want to make a I am the night tier. <laughs> the night tier? No, just no. put it the put it at uh, number twelve at the the top of A. Because I think that's so, fair. Because like twelve S-tier, at the top of A, not twelve. Like, Clock King, at the bottom of S. Clock King is like 
comedy gold, right? So good. So beware so the gray ghost is like nostalgia. Awesome. Like wrapped up in a bow. Nothing to fear is like really cool pre Batman begins scarecrow action. Yeah. Christmas with the Joker known commodity. Joker's favor. Hilarious concept. We're not with, even in the same ballpark anymore. Like, no, yeah. Like once you get past those, it's just like we're we're talking about a, a different level of the show that only exists with like specific creative teams. Yeah. Christmas of the Joker up is like you got to be doing something real fucking you got to be. You gotta I don't even like, think this is anywhere close to being better than Beware the Grey Ghost or the Clock King. I just that's didn't why know if I it deserved S tier yeah. annotation or not. And no, so that would be like we would have to redefine the tier at some point if we needed to include it. Yeah, that's why I think it goes in A. Like I think that S tier is like if A tier is like a 90 episode, like an 85 or a 90 S tier is like anything from 90 to a hundred or more. Like, I think that yeah. the top five that we have here are like better than cartoons. Like those are, those are examples of cart of, of like animation. That's better than animation. It's going to be hard to crack that top five. It's yeah. going to be, I couldn't believe we can't, that almost got him is as good as it is. Like we I, can't, we can't put the movies in this, right? Because they're too no, long. No, you know, they, they're like, they, they're they their, their own tier. Ranking. Like yeah, mask of the phantasm ranking. is above S tier. You know what I mean? Um, that that can be it. mask of the phantasm tier s tier mask so of the tier forth. yeah i think like but in terms of pure episodes like there's definitely some good ones coming down the pipe but like we've been yeah fortunate to have such a a, a good run of stuff so far so so uh, real the quick of the show how many episodes of batman the animated series total are there uh that's a good question let me pull it up i want to say it's like 86 85 in total 85. the series reached 85 episodes were finishing its original run on september 15th of 1995 so 85 episodes divided by right now we have one two well 85 three. plus the the new batman adventures which is another 24 so like 100 so 85 plus 24 divided by one two three four five six 89 divided by six it's like 14 episodes a tier. Yeah, but if it's we, never too late tier is the only one in its tier. Did you count true. that? <laughs> <laughs> so I still think we have room to expand these tiers a little bit. I, I think that I don't think that we need to have them be some sort of like congruent size a piece. Like I think it's just our gut feeling. This is our ranking. We get to do whatever we want, you know? 100%. Yeah. So how are you feeling? Do you want to? Let's do A. You want to do top of A? Yeah, let's do it. Top of A. So the new number 12 in the A tier comes, uh, it comes at night. What's this called? I am the night. I am the night. It comes at night. The new number 12. <laughs> okay. I'm happy with that. I, I think that that's good. I think that the the disparity between 12 and 11 is so is so big. Not so big, but it's big enough that I think it, it diverts it from not being an S. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, that that about sums it up for this episode in terms of talking about these three episodes. A lot of fun. Um, our next episode, we have a really interesting and I think pretty, if I remember correctly, pretty good set of three. Hell yeah. Um, most weeks, you know, I say that there's at least one that I'm looking forward to. All three of these are all, are all interesting in their own their own right. There's like a funny one in there. There's a cool one in there. And then there's one that's like kind of a mixed bag. So uh, and they are off balance. The man who killed Batman and Mudslide. 
I've heard about the man who killed Batman. I've heard about that. That is a classic. Hell yeah, baby. That is a that is a Paul Dini Bruce Sim collaboration. Oh, Paul Dini. When I hear that name, it just ruffles my feathers. Yeah. Yeah. The man who killed Batman is uh, quite, quite funny. So I'm excited to talk about that. And we get introduced to a character next week that is pretty big in the Batman mythos. So and I will not tell Zach what because it's a surprise. I can't wait to be surprised. You get to be surprised. They try to trick you, and then you're like, this person seems familiar, and then they're like, it's not that. And then at the end, you're like, I knew it. So mm, Mysterio. It's not Mysterio. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. If you are excited about what's coming up next, make sure that you've also gone back and done the homework and listened to every episode of Radio Vision. Again, you can find all of our episodes at radiovania.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I'm going to put this out there now. If you're actively listening to Radio Vision, we are currently on a fast track towards the end of this year to get to Mask of the Phantasm. And we would like some emails for that episode specifically. Yes. So that'll be on par with the special episode we did for Heart of Ice and things like that. We would love if you've seen it, if you haven't, send us your thoughts, send us questions that you want us to talk about. We're going to try to get some special guests, maybe even more than one. This is a movie that means a lot to a lot of Batman fans. So Hell I'm yeah. sure there could be its own thing. So um, reach out to us ahead of time regarding mask of the phantasm and we'll file it and save it for when we get to that episode. You have a, you have multiple weeks to do so. I just wanted Absolutely. to start to plug that now. Um, Radiovania show at gmail.com for those. And then check us out on the socials, Radiovania show on Instagram and Radiovania on Twitter. Zach had a lot of fun talking about you. Oh, it's or always talking fun. about you. Talking, talking about Batman about you. <laughs> had a lot of fun talking about it. Well, talking thanks, about buddy. you. Talking about us, baby. You know. Oh, dude, always a good time. Always good. I'm glad that we're we're back in the swing of things, man. It feels like we're just like knocking dingers out of the park, right? Next week, oh yeah, we'll hit episode number fifty, uh, or like Batman animated series. It's fifty episodes of this fucking show. That will be it's awesome. Our midway point for <laughs> finishing, which is cool, but God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming along we got it we got it we got this 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 thank you guys for listening uh and we will talk to you guys in the future same bad podcast same bad podcast feed good night good night